Hey there, I'm Heather Mulder, a former AmLaw 100 partner who, just five years into my legal career, found myself teetering on the edge of burnout. Instead of becoming yet another burnout statistic, I decided to redefine success on my own terms, enabling me to build a profitable legal practice while navigating the challenges of two kids, the 2008 financial crisis, and a battle with breast cancer. What I learned is that you can build a successful legal career without sacrificing your health or personal happiness. And I'm now on a mission to help lawyers do just that. Join me each week for practical, unfiltered advice on how to successfully navigate the challenging legal market and succeed in both life and law. This is the Life in Law Podcast. Well, hey there. Welcome to the Life in Law Podcast. This is Heather Mulder, your host. And today we are getting into something that actually I hadn't planned on. But because it's been coming up with a couple of my clients and has definitely come up within my mastermind, I thought I'd go ahead and cover it today. So we are a little more than halfway through the year. And as you are likely a high achiever, if you're listening to this, as with most high achievers, you probably have certain goals that you've set for the year. Something that I have found to be very helpful for myself and for my clients is to do a mid-year goal review. And that is exactly what we're going to get into today. We are going to go through my process for how to do a mid-year goal review. So this is going to be helpful for anybody out there who had some set goals for the year. And even if you don't, it's kind of important that you go ahead and listen to this because hopefully today's episode will show you why it's so important to set very specific goals for yourself And then how to kind of do a check-in to ensure that you stay motivated and focused and actually do the things you need to do to achieve your goals. Because what's the point of setting goals if you're not going to work to achieve them? Now, I also have a process for how to set really the right goals for you. It's probably going to be no shock to hear that values-based goals, I think, are the key to goal-setting success. And when I say goal-setting success, I mean goals that you're excited about, that motivate you. Because goal achievement is hard, y'all. It's not always easy to achieve our goals. If we're setting them correctly, we're trying to stretch ourselves. We're going after something that isn't super easy to do. And that doesn't mean that you won't get there, but it's very hard, right? And that can sometimes make it difficult to keep going. We often start the year off incredibly excited about our goals, but then the hard work sets in and we're not as excited about them anymore. And so I want to make sure that you've set goals that are values-based. It helps to motivate you throughout the year. The other reason why values-based goals are incredibly important is because it does also help you to make sure that you've set goals that are going to be more fulfilling, that you're going to be happy with at the end of the day. And so if you're not sure whether you've set the right goals for yourself, I have some a resource for you. It's actually an article that I wrote a while back. So I will put a link to that article in the show notes. I also have a goal achievement process that we're not going to get into today. And I will link to an article that talks about that as well. I think it's incredibly important to follow a process that is going to help you actually achieve your goals. And so I use a 90-day goal achievement process where you set your annual big picture goal, 
And then you come back in every quarter and you set kind of mini goals for that quarter. And the reason behind that is twofold. Number one, it's really hard at the beginning of a year to stay motivated when it feels so far away. You keep pushing things off, or at least you're more likely to keep pushing things off. Setting goals on a 90-day basis helps you not to do that because it kind of shortens that process. Also, it can be very demotivating when you're looking forward so far. And so I find it easier then to kind of determine your first step that first 90 days and be going after that so that you stay motivated and you feel like you're truly accomplishing something. I will link to the article that talks about my process for goal achievement as well so that if you want to dive a little bit deeper into this, you can do that. Also note, I know we're only in mid-year and most of us set goals like at the beginning of the year. I think I might do some sort of a workshop at the end of this year or at the beginning of next year. So be on the lookout for that if goal setting and goal achievement is your thing and you would be interested in something like that. Okay, so let's just dive right into my mid-year goal review process. Now, the purpose for this is several things. Number one, as I said earlier, we often set our goals and get really super motivated at the beginning. But then as we go, things can kind of feel hard because we realize, well, it's harder than I thought. It's going to involve more work. Also, circumstances change, right? Things happen that can change our perspective and can make it even harder. For instance, last year, all of last year was a doozy, wasn't it? Nobody planned for the pandemic when they set their goals last year. And it definitely affected the vast majority of us. And a lot of people weren't able to achieve their goals as a result. And I will tell you, my goals changed last year by mid-year when I realized, okay, a couple of these are not as easy because a lot of what I had done for last year, at least the strategies that I had chosen to get to where I wanted to be from a revenue perspective in my business, wasn't possible. I had been doing a lot of in-person speaking and that went away. And yes, some of it was converted online, but some of it kept getting pushed off. And so I realized by mid-year last year, okay, I need to change what I'm doing because I'm not able to do as many of these events as I had thought, as I'd wanted and as I'd planned now that everything is online. And frankly, they weren't as effective online as they were in person. So sometimes circumstances change. And so because of that, it's incredibly important to have kind of a mid-year check-in where you really look back at your goals and you look at the strategies that you had picked for yourself to achieve those goals and you recalibrate a little bit and say, okay, what's working? What's not? What can I leverage using, you know, that has worked and maybe double down on? What might I need to change, et cetera? Also, sometimes things change enough that you just need to change your goals completely. I had one goal last year that I just completely obliterated and let go of. I was going to do a membership. And I decided that my business was pivoting in such a way that it no longer made sense for me, at least at that time. So I completely dropped that goal and added another. So this process is going to help you very clearly and calmly evaluate where you are and figure out where you need to change some things and how to move forward. It also helps to remotivate you if you've lost a little bit of that motivation that you started with, which is absolutely normal as life happens, and help you to become more focused and recommit and finish the year strong. So that's the purpose of doing this review. 
So what do you do? Well, there are five steps in my goal review and reassessment process. So step number one is to recognize your progress and celebrate it. So you want to look at what your goals were and where you are now. And you want to ask yourself very specifically, okay, what have I accomplished? What have I gotten done? And you want to celebrate it. And there's a specific reason for this because a lot of what we tend to do when we look at our progress so far is we look at what we haven't done or what went wrong or what mistakes we made, right? That's where our brains like to go first. And I want you to counteract that by saying, no, no, we're going to get to that in a minute. It's time to celebrate. You want to start on a really good note. So where have you made progress? What have you done? Now note something. Oftentimes, it takes longer to get started and create the foundation for our goal achievement than we realize. But the good news is, it takes longer about first quarter, sometimes even that first six months. Once we create a good foundation, it can go a lot faster. Okay, and so you don't want to get too down on yourself here if you haven't made it as far as you wanted to or thought you would at this point. It's totally normal for that to happen and it's totally okay. And that's why you want to celebrate the progress. So when you're celebrating, you want to really look at not just what you've achieved and accomplished so far that get you closer to the ultimate goal that you want to get to, but also what have you learned? What skills have you strengthened or learned? What strengths did you use to your advantage and how? Celebrate those things and truly celebrate them. Maybe go out to dinner. Maybe schedule a spa day or afternoon. Do something in celebration of what you have done to give yourself the credit that you deserve and talk about it to people, to your spouse, to a mentor, to a colleague, to a friend. Pick somebody who you trust, who you like to talk to about these types of things. They need to be celebrating with you. All right. Once you have recognized your progress and celebrated, you want to move on and you want to review the gap. Now, the gap is where did I think I would be that I'm not? And also, where do I yet need to go? Here's where I thought I'd be and here's where I need to go. And measure what that gap in between is. Okay? So when you're looking at that, you want to ask some questions. What came up that was unplanned? What got in the way? What got you off track? What slowed you down? Where might you have made some mistakes, taken some missteps? Perhaps you need to uncover a few areas of weakness. Maybe you have some bad habits that you want to identify that you want to work on. Were you unreasonable or overreaching in the goal itself and where you thought you could be? This is time to get real and honest about these things. Where did you struggle? Okay, so ask the tough questions. And don't worry too much about going too deep. Just ask the questions and answer them top of line. Okay, here are the mistakes I made. Here's where unexpected things came up that took more time or got in my way or slowed me down. Here's where I struggled. Here's a couple bad habits I can identify. All of that. Just start writing it down on a piece of paper. And once you do that, you go to step number three. Step number three is to reflect. So you're going to look back at the gap of where you thought you'd be, of where you still need to go, and all of the answers to those questions that you just asked. And you're going to reflect on them a little bit more deeply. 
What did you learn from these experiences so far, from the habits that you have, from where you struggled, from mistakes, from the unexpected things that came up? What have you learned? How might you tackle that kind of thing moving forward if it happened again? What do your struggles tell you about maybe help that you want to get or areas where you need to shore up or focus on a little bit differently? Or maybe you just need to change some tactics or strategies that you've been using. Where did you grow? Like understand also as you reflect on this that struggles equal growth and learning. And so acknowledge that. You may have already identified it in step number one when you were looking at kind of your accomplishments, but it's important to go back and really look at it more clearly because you've identified all the problem areas. It's now time for you to go, okay, what specifically have I learned? How did I grow? Where did I develop here? And how can I use that moving forward? Also, as you reflect Look at your strengths. Like you have natural talents and strengths. I'm not talking about skills that you've developed. I'm talking about strengths. Why do people come to you? What do they come to you for? What kind of advice or in what situations and scenarios to help them out? How do you shine? Those are your strengths. Those are your natural talents. How can you utilize those and leverage them even more moving forward? To help combat some of the bad habits or areas where you made mistakes or when unexpected things have come up, if they come up like that again, how can you better face that using your strengths moving forward? Okay, after you've done this, you want to move on to step number four, to reassess and revisit. This is where you look back at the gap, you look at the reflections, and then you look at, okay, Here was my original goal. Based on everything that's happened so far, based on what I'm learning, based on the mistakes that were made, based on the circumstances and how things may have changed, do I still want this goal? Do I need to change it? Do something to it? Maybe your revenue numbers need to change if you had a revenue goal. Maybe you've done better than you expected. I had a client that just told me last week that she had already made her revenue goal. And so she's now having to reassess. Now things are slowing down as they often do in the summertime, but she realizes that they all pick back up. And so she's trying to figure out, well, how do I reassess that? How do I raise it yet keep it reasonable and not kill myself in the process? Because I don't want to go overboard, but I do want to go big. So this is the time to reassess what your goals were Given the information that you now have as to how long it's been taking, how easy it's been, what you've been doing, etc. Now remember, sometimes the foundation takes longer. So you want to be, yes, realistic about it, but you also don't want to like cut into it too much if it's taken longer than you thought. I kind of have a philosophy of go big. And if you don't make it, that's okay because you're going to go farther with a big goal than you will with a smaller goal that's easy to get to. So you want to stretch yourself some. Now, that being said, you want to be realistic as well. You want to stretch yourself. You want to make it hard, but you don't want to go so far out that it's just impossible or so far out that if you don't get there, it's going to make you feel terrible about yourself because you don't want that either, right? So reassess. Is the goal still the goal? Do I need to change something about it? Also, 
you want to reassess and revisit the strategies that you're using. So I gave the example of last year having a revenue goal and realizing halfway through the year that I wasn't going to get there if I didn't change some of the tactics and strategies that I was using. And so I had to, it wasn't necessarily the goal that I changed. I had to change some of the strategies from in-person to other things, right? So what are the strategies you've been using? How do you want to change those? Halfway into the year, you should have enough information if you've been consistent to tell you whether or not it's going to work or is working in some way, shape, or form. Now, notice I said if you've been doing it consistently. If you haven't, this is time to double down and actually go do those things in the next six months. And you want to be really honest with yourself about whether or not you've truly been consistent. Because what I find with a lot of people is they set their goals, they get really excited, they go all in early on in the year, and within the first couple of months, they stop in their consistency. And so you want to be honest with yourself about that. Perhaps you don't need to change your goal or your strategies and tactics. You just need to be more consistent and you need to figure out a way to stay consistent in your goal achievement process. So if that is you, you probably want to go back and listen to episodes 9 and 10 if you haven't, or listen to them again after listening to this episode because it's going to give you some context in how to apply those episodes to your goals, okay? those In those episodes, we talked about prioritization and how to be most productive, and we really got into productivity isn't just a bunch of time management and other productivity hacks. It's about prioritizing the things that are truly important and focusing in on those things. And so episode nine talks about the mentality, the mindset that you need. And episode 10 is the how-to of prioritization. Just note that your goals should be some of your top priorities. All right, so quick recap before we get to step number five. Step number one was recognize your progress and celebrate. Step number two was review the gap. Step number three, reflect. Step number four is to reassess. Step number five is to recommit. Okay, so you have your goals. You want to recommit to them. This is where you make the final decision as to, okay, am I, yes, going after the same goals, but changing a strategy a little bit? What is that strategy? What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? How am I going to be consistent? How am I going to get it into my calendar? You know, schedule time in your calendar. Recommit to the goals themselves and the actions that you need to take in order to achieve those goals. Now, here's a tip for helping you to get and stay consistent and to be more focused and motivated for the remainder of the year so that you can finish strong. So you've probably heard about a vision board. I'm not going to go into all of that today. I think that can be a little too much for a lot of us. And in my experience, most lawyers don't do vision boards. Here's something simple that you can do that kind of does something similar, I found, for me and my clients. Pick a word or phrase that's very self-motivating for you that maybe especially relates to one of your top goals that you really want to recommit to and really want to get this year. Okay, so some past examples from clients would be to serve, inspire, to be inspired, simplify, 
I had a client who actually picked that because they realized they had been overcomplicating everything. And so simplify was something that they constantly wanted to remind themselves on. As long as they kept things super simple, they could keep up with their actions. And this was a client um, that needed to simplify how they went, went about their client development efforts in building their business. So pick a word or a phrase. It could be a phrase too. Something that relates to the things that you want to achieve or at least your top thing that motivates you, that kind of brings forth a bit of that positive vibe or positive energy, okay? And write it down on some Post-it notes, five, eight, ten of them even. And stick those notes in various places, next to your computer, next to your phone, in your office, like pick places, maybe in the bathroom to your office if you're working from home more these days. Also at home, Find places to put them where you're going to see these every day in key places. And it's going to kind of trigger you to, yes, this is a priority. This is something I'm doing every day or every week. However you have it set aside for yourself on your calendar. Now, it sounds super simple because it is. And it might sound a little hokey. Don't care. It actually works. Okay? It just kind of helps to trigger your mind when you see them. Like, oh, yeah. This is a priority. So this process is a pretty simple one, but it's incredibly effective to help you to achieve your goals. Because what is the point of setting goals if you're not going to actually at least try your hardest to achieve them? And let me just say this. Achievement and success at your goals isn't always to achieve the 100% full goal, right? Sometimes circumstances don't allow you to get all the way there. Or you change your mind and you don't want to get all the way there. And that's totally okay. What this process does is it helps you to more fully recognize when that's happened so that you can course correct and get to where you ultimately want to be, whatever that is. Before I let you go, I do have two quick requests for you. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you please consider giving it a review? I do read everyone and they tell me that it helps to be found. Also, I ask that you share it with colleagues, family, friends on your favorite social media platform, whether that be LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook, whatever it is. All you got to do is go to lifeandlawpodcast.com, go to the episodes page, find your favorite, and use one of the social media sharing buttons there. That is it for today. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Life and Law Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode and aren't yet a subscriber, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. For show notes and free resources to help you succeed in both life and law, including the Life and Law Roadmap, visit lifeandlawpodcast.com.